I was encouraged this morning through the worship, and I believe God is trying to show us something about endurance, amen. God is speaking to his people, and you know what? A lot of people are not listening, amen. The enemy is at high power right now. He's, he's got all his guns cocked. He's ready to shoot any believer that he can put his hands on, praise God. But for us, do you feel today that you're in the right place with God? Now, I'm not talking about spirit. I'm talking about where you're at. Coming to church, hearing the gospel, Amen. Look, I, 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 you know, I've drove, I've drove down this road many a times, man. Coming to this church, you know what? Because I believe it was right. I believe the message was right, Amen. I believe God was speaking, Amen, to His people. Though we're few in number this morning, you know what? God said, "Don't look at that. I'm here." <laughs> How many know in God's present, he, the He's the majority. <laughs> And we as believers have to understand that God is working in your life to bring you in a closer walk with him. Amen. I'm not the best preacher in the world, but I believe I have some truth. Amen. I've learned a little bit over many years of serving the Lord. I found out that what I've learned, it wasn't just for nothing, Kevin. It wasn't just for me to have a good feeling. It wasn't for me to be religious. But it was my meat. From God. It was my, my nourishment from the Lord. To, man, I feel the presence of God. To know that he was trying to rear me up and bring me to a certain place in my life. <clears throat> Lord, we just thank you for tonight, Father. This morning, I'm sorry. We just thank you that you're gonna, your presence is here. And Lord, I thank you that you're here to hear your, your word, Father God. Your word is to be spoken to your people. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to challenge you this morning. You can turn me to Jeremiah chapter 4 real quick. You know, I've, I've listened to Christians through the years, and they, they've always, man, I wish God would not make it so hard. He doesn't. You know what I'm saying? We as Christians got to realize that we're being molded, all right? And anybody here this morning? <laughs> We've been molded and shaped. And that in our life, God has a plan. I might not understand it all. Seriously, y'all. I'm being honest with you. <clears throat> I see people right now, they're, they're, they're fighting God. They're fighting the devil. They're fighting. Listen, all you have to do to fight God is not do nothing. Because when God speaks and he says to do something, you don't do it. Then you're resisting the power, right? You're resisting the power of God. And that's the problem that we have as believers. Even though we, we, we think we understand, sometimes we don't. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. You know, being in the dirt business, <laughs> I understand that good soil. Look, when I go with a, a load of dirt and, and then big old clobs come out, <laughs> I had people tell me, I don't want that. <laughs> you know why? You can't do much with it. You can't, you can't put it in your yard and spread it. You can't put it in your garden. You can't, because it's, it's, it's unworkable. You understand what I'm saying? When you go through a process, and when you start processing the stuff, and you start loosening it up with some choppers and, and stuff, it starts to look a little bit more presentable. And you, you say, well, no, now I can sell it. Right? My God, <laughs> don't tell me you can't learn spiritual lessons on your job. 
Because as you turn that dirt over, the more you break it up, the more it becomes presentable, right? It's able, you better be able to use it and present it. But man, I had some guys, I went sometime, I said, man, I, don't, I should have never picked up that junk. Big old cloud, man, look like boulders coming out. And people say, what am I doing with that? And I have to apologize for bringing it because it's not worth nothing, all right? And as a believer, when God is breaking that hard heart, you know what I'm saying? When, when the, Jesus said, put in, the, put in your face to the plow, a man that put his hand to the plow and don't look back. Look back is not fit for the kingdom of heaven. So the plow has to keep working. You're not going to succeed or grow any closer to God if you keep looking back. The worst thing a Christian can have, and listen, we all do it, is called regret. You can't change the past. You can't unscramble an egg, right? The only thing you're going to do, I learned to tell people, the thing that stops a Christian is that they're too busy trying to drag the past with them. Feel they got to fix things and, 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 and try to, the past is gone. You can't ch change the past. You can't make it better. By doing that, you're dragging dead weight. You get what I'm saying? Amen. Guilt and condemnation and, and all these things. Come on, fear. Oh, heart in the heart. You know, I had a, a video I got, now you need to get it, man. It's, it, it's not a Christian video, but it teaches a lot of spiritual. It's called the Dust Bowl. Back in the 30s and, and early 40s, they were making, they were plowing the, the Midwest, I mean, the Midwest, in, in, around, around uh, uh, you know, upper plains of Texas and Oklahoma and all those areas there. They were, they, they, the ground was fertile. And they were plowing the dirt. They were, they were, they were making wheat and they were, and it was prosperous, man. They were, they were going with it. But one thing they didn't do, they plowed it too much. Because, you know, the principle in the Bible, if you read the Old Testament, one thing there was a Sabbath set up for the land to rest. So you had to work the land six years, and at the seventh year, you would let the land rest. Give the land a chance to regroup, nourish itself. But they wouldn't do that. Come on, somebody. They just kept plowing and plowing and growing, and all of a sudden the land consisted, it just was dust. They had dust clouds coming over their cities, and, and all of a sudden the kids were breathing in dust. The, the dust would pile up on the side of their houses. I mean, you should have saw that video. I said, I can't believe that. Nothing wrong with plowing. But there is a time to rest. And rest in what you have gained over the six years. And a lot of people don't understand that. Sometimes we're trying so hard. We plow, we plow, we plow, we plow. We're not taking time to learn. We're not taking time to, to rest. There is a time to rest. And I'm not getting into that, but it's just I was, when I saw that video, you know who the only ones that had, had food? The locusts. I mean, they had locusts eating everything that, that, was, that was green. There was hardly nothing. If you got the internet, you need to go look at the Dust Bowl. And see, it was a plague, man. It was horrible. These people were dying in America. 
But this, let me read this to you in verse 3. For thus said the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, and I could say, thus said the Lord to the men and women of Coda Homes, or Hannes and Arnaville, wherever, wherever we come from. He says, there's something you ought to do. Thus means there's a warning, okay? God is trying to teach us something. You see, people that, that listen, I might get a little personal. When you let your faith get stagnant, when you let your faith get dry, when God don't, I feel the presence of God. When nothing stirs up in your heart anymore, there's some plowing that needs to be done. We was worshiping this morning, y'all, and I was getting stirred, man. I was, God was moving. And all I could see, God saying, son, I am the answer. I am, I am the worship. Focus on me. This church will not succeed unless Jesus is the center and the Father is worshiped. Amen? It don't matter if we got 10 people or 200 people. Listen, God is not interested in numbers. He's interested in, in, in uh, fertile grounds. He's interested in plowed hearts. I feel like preaching this morning. I'm not going to keep you too long, but I do feel like. Listen, we need to break up that hard, 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 hard. Listen, there's people I used to talk to, man. You talk about Jesus. Man, they were just ball, man. They would just love it. They wanted to. But now you go to them and, oh, man, I stay at my house. I don't go to church no more. I don't bother with them hypocrites. I'm going to say something. I'd rather go to church with a hypocrite than go to hell with them. You get where I'm coming from? Man, I feel the presence of God. When we break up that heart, when we break up that heart, when we break up that heart, the worst thing a Christian can do is get a hard heart. If there's no more worship in you, your heart is hard. If there's no more passion for God, your heart is hard. If there's no desire to pray anymore, your heart is hard. Break up the fallow ground. And do not sow among thorns. Nothing grows where thorns is but thorns. Jesus gave us a warning. I'm fixing to show you that in a minute. But before I go there, go to Hosea chapter 10. Hosea, that's one of the minor prophets. Around Amos and Hosea. God is a good God. Amen? Really, he's trying to teach us something. I am, listen, I am in a place, and I'm talking about Lenny Hayes, my my, my personal walk, as I want to know where God is, right? No, God wants to know where I'm at. (laughs) You know, all your good soil. When we plant seed in your heart in this church, we expect it to sprout, right? You see, right this morning, we're trying to stir you up. We're trying to get that ground chopped up. Trying to plow that ground so that when God speaks to you, the seed will grow. Listen, I'm, <laughs> there is power in a seed. Listen, I look at those big old red oaks from California. These things, are you know, they started with a little seed, no bigger than this. I said, how? How can you get something so huge out of a little seed? One seed. One 
in that seed is the information of every, that tree. Though he doesn't, you don't see the big tree when you see the seed, you see information. The power is in that seed. So when the seed is planted, it takes root. You understand where I'm coming from? But you have to plant it. I said, you got to plant it. Seed is no good till it's put in the ground, right? Now, if I throw seed right here on, the, on this floor, what's going to happen? Nothing. You know why? It's too hard. There's nothing. It can't sink in the ground. So when the Word of God is going through to this morning, it has to go into a plowed heart. It has to be in a seed-ready heart that's ready to receive it. My God. I don't know about you. If you ain't listening, I'm listening to myself. I'm preaching to myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sow for yourself righteousness, right? Well, we have to sow in righteousness. Every time you hear the word of God, it's producing righteousness in you, okay? Every time you hear the word, it produces the, the, the holiness, the righteousness of God. What is, what is the word of God there to do? To make you, to teach you how to live for God, right? You can't live for God living like hell, <laughs> You can't, listen, you can leave this building today and you're going to have to take what you heard. And you are responsible for what you're going to do with it, right? You got to go ask yourself, God, is my heart ready? Oh, I feel the presence. Is my heart ready for the seed, God? Is it ready for the seed? Is it ready to receive what you have? Can I, can I, can I, can I grow something in that heart? You have to reap in righteousness. Reap in mercy. How many need mercy? Mercy's on you every day. Break up. Break up. Break up. The follow ground. For it's time to seek the Lord. <laughs> My God. Hallelujah. Listen, how are you going to get it broke up? You got to seek the Lord. That heart has to be broken. You might wonder why. I know I hear from God. God is a mean man. You know why? Because the heart is too hard. My God, I don't know if you're hearing this. The heart is too hard. You, you, just, you, you ain't going to get nothing from God till that ground is broken. Break up the fallow ground. It is time to seek the Lord. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Somebody say amen or out for you. Break up the fallow ground. It's time to seek the Lord. If the plow is not plowing, there won't be no seed planted. If you're not breaking nothing up, nothing's going to happen. You might be saying, brother, I've been dry for years. It's time to break up the ground. It's time to let the Holy Spirit come in and deal with you, praise God. Listen, I was worshiping this morning. I could see somebody just keeping my eyes on Jesus, keeping my eyes on the Lord, keeping my eyes on the Father, keeping my eyes on what he wants, praise God. That's all I'm responsible for. That's all you're responsible for is to focus on Jesus. Not setting your affection upon those things on the earth where rust and moths and everything come to corrupt, Jesus said, but put your affections on God. Put your affections on that Father in heaven where there ain't no rust and there ain't no dust and there ain't nothing corrupted up there, praise God. Hallelujah. 
waste time to seek the Lord till he comes and does what? That's our problem. We don't want to wait. Till he comes and rain righteousness on you. Some of us have been in a while. We used to hear that term, prayed through. What does that mean? It means you stay there or you keep seeking till you get an answer, right? Come on, we got, our, we got our list when we pray, Lord, uh, bless me, my wife, my children. We got a little list. We, we, you know, do this and do that and stuff. And that's all good. But how many of us are praying, praying to break through, to touch God? How much is prayer just becoming a tradition to you? Just something to ease your conscience, right? Just to let God know, I'm praying, God. No, I hope you're happy. No, that's what I'm talking about at all, praise. Not at all, at all, at all. We need to make sure we can feel the presence of God. Most Christians in the church probably don't feel it anymore. We have let ourselves get off into a religious custom and, and, and traditions, and we're not getting in touch with God anymore. I'm going to tell you a story. There was a man years ago, and I, I heard this story, okay? So it was something that he had went to a revival meeting. And he had, been to the, he had been to the throne probably so many times. And he's praying. He's on his knees. And the preacher comes to him and says, okay, you must pray. He said, I can't. My Lord Jesus. He said, the preacher said, you got to pray. You got to ask Jesus to come into your heart. I can't. And he got up. The man was a, was a wealthy man. He was a peach farmer somewhere in Georgia, I guess, somewhere. I don't know where he was at. But he, his wife that night called the preacher and said, something's wrong with my husband. So the preacher got in his car and he drove down. He had a big old line of peach trees on both sides of the, both sides of the, 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 the driveway. And when he got out, he, the preacher could hear some of the most hellish cries coming out, <laughs> out of the top of that, 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 that house. So he got up there and he, he saw the man. The man had pulled his hair out of his head. And he was crying, preacher, help me. Help me. The preacher testified he can feel demons pulling on his clothes. The man had went to God one too often. He, couldn't, he never surrendered. Now he couldn't anymore. The man died. He was right there at the door. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <coughs> he was right there where God could have healed him. But yet he let himself get into a religious spirit maybe. When he really needed God, he couldn't touch him. Knock and it shall be open. Seek and you shall find. Ask and it shall. God is waiting. What's wrong with us? Why can't we pray? Why can't we? Why can't we break up that old hard heart? What's the matter? I'm not just preaching to y'all. They got people listening on the internet. Going to be listening to this. Why can't you pray? I got too much going on in my life. I got, I, got, I got to take care of this, my family. I got to take care of everything. Everything's coming around. Why can't you pray? Why can't we break up that ground anymore? What's wrong? 
There's enough people in this building right now to turn Coda Homes upside down. If we'd only break up the fallow ground of our heart. This is a real God, Yvette. Mom, there's a real God. The power of God can move so much in this community. If we, the few people in this church right now, would break up our follow ground and let the Holy Ghost come in and do a work. God's not interested in religious prayers. I know this is tough. This morning. I'm preaching to myself, y'all. God's not interested in how many fancy words you can use, how eloquent your prayers are. All you need to learn is one word, help, God. <laughs> help. <laughs> I can't do it on my own. I don't have the power in my own to do it. Come on, Holy Ghost. I need you, Jesus. I need you to do a work in my heart and my life. I need you to break up the fallow ground. I need you to turn, help me turn that dirt over so I can get something inside that will make a difference in my life. Break up the fallow ground. I know this is the Holy Ghost this morning. I'm going to tell you right now. I feel the presence of God. I don't know about you, but there's something stirring in me right now. I want to do something for God. I want to make a difference in this church. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to make a difference in this community. And it ain't going to happen with dry religion. I'm going to tell you right now. It ain't going to happen with pretended prayers and make-believe God that we think we, we know and believe in. It's a real God, a powerful God, and he does miracles. My mama said, oh, we don't mind serving God. We've got all the money in the bank. We're high up there in that mountain. We don't mind serving God then, but when we're in the valley, come on. When we're down in the, in the bottom, we blame God for the reason why we're there in the first place. And that's why we, listen, sometimes God lets you go in the valley so you can look up, right? The only way to get answered prayer is down on your knees, looking straight up. <laughs> Broken in the contrite spirit. I quoted that the other day. He will not despise. I'm not judging anybody in here. Seriously, I'm not. But I know it's the answer we need. If you're struggling in your faith, listen to me. Break up the fallow ground. I don't know what to do, brother Lenny. Just let God do it. Just open your heart and let him do it. Get on your face before God and say, God, I don't have nothing I can say. I'm guilty. Lord, help me to grow. Help me to change. Break up my heart. Let me seek you, God. I feel the presence of God. Let me seek you with all my heart. Show me how to pray, God. Show me how to pray. Matthew chapter 13, verse 1. I know this is the Holy Ghost this morning. Praise God. I feel the presence of God. Jesus talked about good soil. All right? Matthew chapter 13, verse 1. You know, I've always looked at these different stages of what he's talking about as to different people. Listen, I've, I've went to church for years, and listen, I've sat back there, and I've listened to my brother preach, and you know what? I felt the stirring, man. I felt it. I felt the power of God. And I just look around, and everybody just, I said, what are they missing? Come on, somebody. What? What? Listen, I'm excited, man. And I've done it myself. I've, I was dead. I see people dancing and say, well, what are they excited about? 
And I, sometimes I'm sitting back there and I'm listening. And I'm, I'm, something's happening to me. And, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, and, and what's happening? Somebody right next to me just, just waiting for the clock to go. Just waiting for the preacher to say, oh, hey, man, I'll go home now. Why does it stir in some hearts and it doesn't stir in others? And I watched that through years and I said, Lord, what's... And these people are good people. I, I know they love the Lord, and, but there's something. We get a little dry. We depend on the preacher to do all the preaching for us and, and, and tell us everything we need to do. But, you know, Jesus or James said, it, it's not only a hearer of the word, but a doer. There's a lot of hearers. Let me give me a cough drop. I'm preaching myself worse. <laughs> there's a lot of hearers, but no doers, Right? See, I can't make your faith grow. Only the Lord can do that, right? I can't, I can't make you serve God. There's not a preacher on this earth can make you serve God with your whole heart. When you get the seed inside of your heart, when you listen and you realize there's something that needs to stir, that's your responsibility, right? He says here, in verse 1, it says, On the same day Jesus went out, <coughs> excuse me, out of the house and sat down by the sea, and a great multitude were gathered together to him. So then he got into a boat and he sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Now Jesus is looking at the people from a boat. They were gathering around, you know, as he was preaching. They knew who he was. And they knew something that was going to come out of his mouth was going to be very important. So they would come from miles around, thousands and thousands of people. They would come and they, oh my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost, would come to hear the word. And he's, he takes one of the boats and he kind of pushes it a little ways offshore and he, and he starts preaching. He starts saying, well, you know what? God's gonna, if, you, if you sow into this ministry, God's going to pay off all your bills. No. He says, well, you know what? If you give, you'll get 10 times back. It wasn't nothing like you hear today, right? You see, the, the message of the seed today is misused. The preachers are preaching that to get money. You sow into this ministry a seed of faith. And then, then God will take care of everything else. That's good. I, I like that when people give. I mean, it helps the church. But if it's not done with the intent to see the gospel preached and hearts to be changed, you're wasting your money. Right? Because if you're sowing to, to drive a Cadillac and live in a two-story house somewhere, praise God, and that's the reason. Listen, I, me and my wife have been sowing for years and years. I talked about money last time. And I, but we've been sowing for years and years, and God has never let us down. But never did we expect a Cadillac. <laughs> God wanted to give us one. That was fine, but we never looked. This, <clears throat> it had to come with the results of our, uh, our sowing. But when you look at the way Jesus brought out this message, they were all standing up. I want you to get a picture of these people, maybe thousands, standing around the boat that Jesus was preaching out of. What are they looking to hear? <laughs> what they were following when he was doing the miracles. 
They followed him when he feed in the thousands. But now we got another problem. He's going to deal with their heart. <laughs> Listen, a lot of people won't mind serving God when the bank accounts are full and everything is going good. But when he starts to take some money away and allow things to get a little low and he finds out where your fate's at, then we have a different attitude. All right? And many, he says in verse 3, then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. What is the main purpose for sowing? Is to get a crop, right? You don't take the seed and waste it on useless ground. You see that over here in, in, in the sugar cane stuff. I drive at my Trump truck. Them guys all year round in that field doing something. Come on, Holy Ghost. They either they either they're plowing the, the rows, they're replanting. See the, the corn, the sugar cane. See, because sugar cane can produce about three years in a row, but they always have another field. Matthew prepared. You ever saw that? They, 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 when, they, when, that, when that harvest is going to be, man, you better watch out. I feel like when that harvest is going to stop producing, they have another one fixing to come up. So they follow the principle of reaping and sowing. They're not always reaping because if they would reap after three years, they wouldn't have nothing left. So that's the same thing spiritually with us. If we just look for some spiritual experience we had once, and that's going to carry us the rest of our life, we got a problem. you got to be plowing, plowing somewhere else. After that's going to run out, you're going to have something else to, to, to fall on. Maybe that's power, more powerful than the first one. Does it make sense? And I'm talking about, I'm talking about us, the spiritual side of us. What are we doing as Christians, okay? Behold, a sower went out to sow, and he sowed some fell by the wayside. And what that means, there was some along the roadside, along the edge. Uh, you know why? It, it didn't fall in this. See, the point is this. Where the seed is planted is what, what it's going to produce. If it, it produces, you know what happened? It says the birds came and divided the seed. It wasn't in the ground. <laughs> the birds came and divided the seed, and there was nothing to produce. And the seed fell by the wayside, and the, the birds came and divided them. Some fell on stony place where they didn't have much earth. And immediately it sprang up because they had no depth of the earth. Listen, listen, this, listen, if you don't expect. Your seed, to plant your seed deep. Now, deep means a depth. I want to know the depth of God's word. I want to know. Listen, if, if I'm going to put a seed down, I want to make sure it's going to be put deep, deep enough where it can produce something, right? I had some little tomato plants. And I got some of that uh, sugar soil. And I'm telling you, I put that on the side of my house. I made some little round, and I was just trying to experiment. I cut some little five-gallon buckets, and I made a, a, a planter. <laughs> that was about that thick. And I put it in there, 
I was still getting tomato plants. Actually, I started a couple of days ago until they started freezing it. And I planted it out of the season. <laughs> I was just trying. I wanted to see if that would work. It had a good enough sunlight. And it came right off the edge of my, my, my wash house where the water fell right on it. And Jan, you can ask Janice, that tomato plant, <laughs> them things grew that high. <laughs> Maybe I've done something right. I don't know. I ain't studied the situation. I'm not a green thumb person, but I figured something went right. And I'm going to do it again. But I'm going to do it in season, see what happens. Because <laughs> you put something in the right spot. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. You put something in the right spot. You're supposed to be in season and out of season, praise God. For a Christian, that seed grows any time. It'll grow, it'll grow as long as the water is there and the sunlight is there and as long as it's deep enough. But go throw it on, this, on that driveway outside. There's a little bit of dirt, maybe it might catch on a little bit. It'll die, right? It says the, those are uh, among the thorns. Some fell on the thorns and well, they didn't have much earth and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth. But when the sun was up, they were scourged because they have no root within them and they withered away. Some fell among the thorns, sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground. And brought what? Some 60, some, some, some 40, some 60, some 100 fold. And I like the way he ends that this right. He didn't really end it, but he says, He who has an ear to hear, what? Let him hear. Let me ask you a question this morning. Do you have an ear to hear this morning? You know where that seed goes out? It goes, first it starts here. You hear the word. Come on. And it goes into your heart, right? Listen, you have to make a conscious decision this morning that you're going to believe it or not, right? If you believe, you're going, to, you're going to put water and fertile that seed. But if you don't, it's just going to be soaked down with Roundup or something that will kill it, right? If you're not ready to grow in the Lord... If you just think this is just a religious service we're having this morning, it's not. You're not here by, by chance this morning. You're here by appointment of God. God is throwing the seed out. The seed, or the one that's throwing the seed out is Jesus. <clears throat> the seed is the word. But the birds of the enemies come immediately. After you've heard it, come and take that seed or that word out of your heart. Right? Let me show you when he gives interpretation of it in, in, uh, in verse 24. Now, the disciples are listening to this, or the people that listen to him are listening to this. Listen, an unsaved person, y'all, cannot receive what you're receiving this morning. You see, an unsaved person has no thoughts or ability to dissect the Word of God, all right? It has no, if you can't discern, they don't know how to discern it. They don't know nothing about, you know, we only know a seed you put in the ground, it grows, some grows. But the spiritual significance of what I'm telling you this morning is whether you're going to continue with God or not. Listen, I, I don't want to, how many want to grow with the Lord? Seriously, honestly, continue in the Lord. Amen? It's going to take some grow. it's going to take some plowing, Sister Kathy. It's going to take some getting that heart ready. 
How many of us sat in here when Brother Mike was pastoring and Brother Kuhn and all? Man, I, I heard some stuff. There's some stuff I still hold, oh, I hold all of it, really, seriously. There's things other than other times when I grab something that, that did something for my life. I don't personally believe I'd be standing up here today or even serving God if it wouldn't have been for those men speaking the word of God. Well, I never started like that, but you better believe it. That, that was important. That the seed was thrown. I'm a young, gullible Christian running to learn. <laughs> Thank God I had some men that was teaching the word of God right. And they, they th I learned some stuff. I learned a lot of stuff. Till today, I hold to what I learned. You know what I'm saying? And I go back to a lot of times to see what, what, what you know what I'm saying? What I learned. But it just just... It wasn't just something that was thrown by the wayside. My heart was ready for it. Yet somebody in here might have been just wasting it away. Somebody might have just been taking it and letting the birds eat it. Or the thorns choke the, choke the plant. You see, I can, what I'm telling you this morning is more of a testimony, right? That I can sit, stand up before you because of the seed that was planted. Because the ground was right. Come on, somebody. The heart was right. And it changed my life. So I look at that stuff. You know, you go back to where the ground was fertile. Every time I come back, you know, I, I, I go back to the Lord. I remember. I remember the men of God that sowed it. I remember the word, the ministry that sowed it in, 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 the, in the power of God. That's why I feel like I feel toward this place. Because most of what I got, I got here. <laughs> and I'll never forget it. But there are people that were sitting on the side of me that ain't even serving God today. Please listen to me. What didn't they see? I mean, why, 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 why could one grow and the other not grow? Oh, yeah. It was a different positions or places the seed was put. Listen, I saw people sling snot, dance all over the place. Today, a lot of them not even serving God. Some of them died. I, you know, that's one lady I'm going to bring her name that, that passed away not too long ago. Used to come here and, and, and she, she died. She's probably in hell today. Heard the same gospel I heard. Same gospel you heard. Men and women that sat under the anointing of the Holy Ghost and the anointing of the preaching, ain't probably in the elder day a lot of them, right? It's not something I want to brag of, talk about, but it happens. Because the seed, the heart wasn't right. Does that make sense? The, the, the soil wasn't right. Just because somebody jumps a pew, that don't make them a Christian, Right? They can dance and jump and holler. That doesn't make them a Christian. There's a little girl, little lady, mean book, talked to at Walmart. And I saw that a while back. I went preach at my aunt's funeral about two years ago. I think two years, a year ago. <laughs> I sound like Brother Swag. He didn't know what year he's in. <laughs> you ever even say that? Oh, it's like it was yesterday, but it was 20 years ago. <laughs> but anyway, and I, I looked in her face, man. I was sharing the gospel with her. Man, the minute I talk about Jesus, man, the tears are running down our face, man. 
There's somebody, she's in a place where she needs to hear the gospel, but she's not. You get what I'm saying? That, 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 that soil, that seed is, is, is struggling for water. It's struggling for the nourishment that it needs to grow. I threw a little bit of water on it, and look, man, it's coming out. <laughs> After a while, if somebody don't water that seed, she's going to die. Right? And I look at that, and I say, man, why, why was it so easy to talk to some people? Listen, there's people that have been serving God for years. And look, they just got religious, really. I don't want that for you and me, okay? I'll be honest. I don't want to just talk about what God used to do. I want to talk about what he's doing. When people live in what God used to do, PASMO, something that happened 50 years ago. But what about now? Why can't we experience the power of Isuzu Street today? Great move of God that started back in the early part of the century, 19th century, back in an old blind preacher, a half-hour blind preacher, a black preacher. And you know what? I hear the story, and I thought about that. I said, this man was so hungry. He was from Louisiana. He would go into these white churches. He'd sit at the back door. He didn't care. What the people were sitting inside didn't want him even in their church. He was sitting at the back door. He was wanting to hear the gospel. He would sit at the back door and listen. He didn't worry about their racist attitudes. He just wanted God. He just wanted the Lord. He wanted to know about this God. Started a great move of God in the Sousa Street. And you know what? It took a hungry heart. A heart that was ready. Brother Seymour, that was his name. Black brother from Louisiana, one eye. He was blind. And one eye, he had one eye he couldn't, he couldn't see out of. And God used him, y'all. Because that heart was right. <laughs> Listen, when I come, when, as the Lord comes first, if I live my life and I look back on my life and said, I didn't do nothing for God, that's a miserable thought. I'll be honest, that's a miserable thought. That I, I, all I did for, for all my life is play religion with God. You don't have to be like that. You can make a difference. First, start with you, us. Like I said, don't look for that word. It's not in the dictionary. <laughs> we, us is the problem. I wish I could go and shake everybody up. Serve God. I got to first shake me up. <laughs> but I know it's saying the days of the Lord. I know in my heart I could feel it. I know what God's telling us. I'm almost finished. The kingdom of heaven, and it's all easy explaining. I'm going to read through it. The kingdom of heaven is like an, a man who has sowed a good seed in, the, in his field. The ball is, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm going ahead of myself. No, I'm sorry. Verse 18. Uh, this is the one about the tares. That's another one. Tares and the weeds. <laughs> Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When one hears the word of the kingdom or the gospel, and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. And I think that word understand just means they, haven't, they, they, they refuse to, to receive it. Because God is going to make a way. The gospel is simple. Hear me? Basically, you're a sinner and you need a Savior. I come to tell you about Jesus. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sins. Do you repent? Ask Christ to come into your life. Then you can be saved. 
But when the word is preached and they don't understand it, or, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not trying to interpret the Bible any other way. I think they have a problem receiving it. Instead of saying, God, I don't understand it, but I know your word is true. I want to learn. I want to grow. Help me to understand. No, they just stop that. They don't understand it. They don't know nothing with it, really. And what happens? It says, then the wicked one comes and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. This is he that receives the seeds by the wayside. They have no excuse. You understand what I'm saying? They're hearing the same thing me and you're hearing. But they refuse it, right? And he goes on and he says this. But he who receives the seed in the stony places is he that hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Oh, that's the gospel. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, the, Lord, the Lord is speaking. And he's rejoicing. But all of a sudden he gets caught up with what? The cares of this life. Come on, somebody. They're more caught up in who's going to be president and who's, who's running the country and who's winning the football games. And who's. And listen, listen, I'm telling you, praise God, we as Christians, have we've let these things drown the word out of us. The cares of this life, like thorns coming. And what happens? It chokes the word away from them. It robs them. It says, let me go on. He who uh, receives the seed in the stony places is like he who hears the word. Immediately he receives it with joy, yet has no root in himself. He hasn't allowed it to go deep enough. But the enemy comes to what? But he endures for a while for when the tribulations and persecutions arise because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he, he who receives the seed among the thorns is the one I was just explaining about. He who hears the word and cares of this world and deceitfulness of riches chokes the word out and he becomes unfruitful. Too, too worried about how, my, how full his pocket is, too worried about how he can make progress on this earth and not doing much for the kingdom of God. You know, the Super Bowl is coming up. They estimate, I don't know how many millions, maybe a billion dollars, will be spent on the Super Bowl. Now, I said, people want to watch sports, that's fine. That's, not that much, but I'm saying is how much that money could be doing for the kingdom of God? Christians. So willing to go spend money to buy a brand new TV to watch the Super Bowl, but they can't give God anything. Come on. And you know what? And the thing about it is that where is our heart? Where's our treasures? Where are we storing our treasures? I'm, I'm, listen. I'm, I'm, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody else. Because I don't want to. I had times in my life I was putting things above God, before God. And God wasn't happy with it. So I had to break up that old ground. <laughs> Listen, I've had my, my ground broken up the last few years more than I've ever had. Because it was time for me to grow. It was time for me to change, right? And it's time that seed did something. And he goes on, he says, but he who receives the seed in the good ground, but he who receives the seed in the good ground is, is he who hears the word, understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some 60, <coughs> excuse me, some 30. I'm going to ask you a question this morning. Are you the seed by, is your heart the seed by the wayside? Is it among ground that has no depth? Is it among thorns? Listen, 
We fit in one of those categories. We fit in one of those places. Our seed, seed that was in our heart, our heart, that represents each one of our hearts. Is our heart good ground? Can God's word grow? We need to understand where we're at with the Lord this morning. Praise God. Listen, I'm not picking on, I'm, I'm talking myself, okay? I know as long as the Lord wants me here, I'm going to preach the gospel. I don't care if it's to 10 or 50. But I know one thing. I have to get things right with Lanny. So when I'm going to preach, listen, it's not something that you say, preach, you just meddling. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I, I've been through that plow. Man, I heard, I mean, it hurts to get plowed down. It doesn't feel good when that plow is passing over your head. Come on, somebody. It doesn't feel good. Listen, why do you think they're having the problems they're having in California? The ground is, is scorched. The heat, had beat, the heat has destroyed the ground. Nothing will grow there. Nothing. Because no water. There's no, there's no, there's no nourishment. Two things that seed needs to grow is the sun and water. You're not going to grow a tomato in freezing weather, right? The temperature's not right. There has to be the right conditions. There has to be the right, right position. It ain't going to grow. You can't, nobody tells you to go plant tomatoes in, when the ground is frozen, right? It'll kill the plant. But they have what they call greenhouses. Put a greenhouse up, you get the temperature right, you get the soil right, where, where it's, uh, just, you can grow tomatoes all year round. Why? Because there's a, a right environment. My Lord, hallelujah. Is our environment right in our heart? Is there sun and water beating down on us to give us the nourishment we need to grow with the Lord? Turn, close your Bibles. I'm going to pray, okay? I'm not going to ask for you to come up here or nothing. You know where you're at with the Lord. I'm, you might be the most spiritual giant there is. I, I'm just saying, I'm learning a little bit. I'm asking you a question. Do you want to grow in the Lord? Do you want your heart prepared for the seed that God will give you? Like I said, when I came to church here for years, I've, I've sat down, I've, I've watched people. <clears throat> it wasn't to be judgmental, but... I remember one time Brother Mike was preaching. And man, I could, man, that was a good message. I didn't want him to stop. And all of a sudden, you could look around you, and all you see is people can't wait for the door to him to shut down so they can go do what they got to do. I believe people got a limit. I'm not, I'm, I don't believe, it, you know, if, if God is not moving, you preach your word, share with him, and let him go. But when it comes down to where people are looking more for what's going outside that door and not in this house, there's something wrong, right? I don't want to be that kind of person. Seriously? I don't know about you, but I want more out of my relationship with God, right? When I wake up in the morning, I want to know God is hearing me. When I wake up in the morning, I want to know God is touching me.